We are looking into allegations of uh, child abuse and other events that occurred in Micanopy, Florida, uh, going back as far as the 80s and into the 90s. We've interviewed uh, half a dozen people so far, and it sounds like uh, some very horrific events occurred in Micanopy, Florida. This is an interview with the woman that Mother Anna called Sister Lois. She was among the core group of church members who started the House of Prayer. Uh, what I'd like to do is ask you some kind of general open-ended questions about uh, Mother Anna and the House of Prayer. And I find, uh, like for doing interviews for cold cases, it's kind of best to go back chronologically. Mm-hmm. Kind of start at the beginning and then work our way up to the present day. Um, so what I'd like to do is ask you um, how you got involved in the House of Prayer. Um, who introduced you and, and kind of take it from there. Yeah, I was um, living in New York City um, and my mother, she suggested that I go, you know, see my father. He was living in Georgia. And I was young, a typical teenager, you know, not doing some things that weren't the best. So she was like, you go, you know, be around your daddy. She said, he's in religion now because they had divorced, you know, maybe it'd be good. So I went down there. About what year? Oh, Lord. How old were you? I want to think I was maybe like, I don't know, maybe 19 or 20, something like that. And your father's name, please? Okay. And anyway, I went and I stayed with my daddy. And, you know, he told me that he gave his life to the Lord and it was time for church. So I went with him to service. And it was at Anna and her husband's house. And where was this? Let me get my brain straight. (laughs) We were in Georgia. Okay. I believe that was Zebulon, Georgia. Okay. We were in Georgia. Yeah, because I went to Georgia to see my father, right? So, and that's how I met Anna. What was your first impressions? Well, it's, with her, not anything particular. You know, it was her, her young daughter and her husband, and I didn't think too much of them. I didn't realize, but I guess I really was getting tired of, of, uh, doing what I was doing. So the reading the Bible and that that interested me. I you know, I found cuz I was I went to church when I was younger, so but you know, we kind of stopped. So the whole learning about God, that really interested me. I liked that. I would find myself reading and you know, almost like it was was a movie, reading a lot of the Old Testament. And so I would just go to service with them. Um who was the preacher? Well, and were in in Poster was the husband, okay. Jonah Young. I believe his real name was David Young. Okay. But Anna really was. But, you know, he was as far as, because it was supposed to be, you know, women were supposed to be subject to the man. So she wasn't really supposed to be a pastor, but she was the leader. Okay. Even yeah. in Georgia? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember much about the uh, religion that they preached? Yeah, you know, like from I from Georgia now because we'll go chronologically. Um, you know, just a lot of things like I I dressed like I did then, so that this was considered wrong. So I wore my hair covered and I had to get rid of all my pants and you know just uh, a stripping down, no more earrings and you know, like. Is there a like a one word description of this form of religion? Um, just to me, just like 
control dictatorship. Okay. How long did you stay with your father in Georgia in Zebulon? That I want to think it was like, uh, don't call me because a lot of stuff I have thrown away in the past. Um, I don't. I feel like it was close to a year okay. that we was there, and then we moved to Florida. Okay. Do you remember where in Florida? No, we. Oh. We ended up in Micanopy. Okay. But I'm not sure. We might have moved to another place first, then Micanopy. If I said the name of the city, do you think you'd recognize it? I think. Before Micanopy? I think I would. Uh, could it have been Waldo, Florida? Yeah, yeah, okay. it was Waldo. And um, what was the place in Waldo like? That was a smaller house, if I remember. And when you moved um, with your father uh, to Waldo, Florida, uh, who. Was, yeah, we all moved in as a family. Cause and who was, was that? That was Anna, her husband, her daughter. Do you remember the daughter's name? Yeah, Mary Joy. Okay. Um. Oh my. Any other relatives of Anna or Yeah, Jonah? she had a brother named Grady. Okay. Did he move also? Mm-hmm. Okay. And there was people... Um, that always, but let me see. And that might have been when other people started coming, cause she knew people from Chicago, and and I, these names are confusing, cause she gave everybody another name. Like they always called me Lois. That's not my name. My name is. I don't understand the name thing. Could you explain that? I think that's just control. I think that was just to strip you of any type of identity of who you are. But um. At some point, other people start coming. I'm not sure if it was in Waldo or if it was when we got in Micanopy. How long do you think you were in Waldo, Florida, before you moved to Micanopy? And a rough estimate is fine. It wasn't like, I don't know, a year or two. I had not even been two. It wasn't real long. Okay. Tell me about um, when you moved to Micanopy. Was that a different type facility? It was a bigger house, an older house, and a lot more people were able to come. Okay. And then that's, you know, went into the, you know, we had farming and we did all that there and had animals and stuff. When other people would come into the church, uh, how were they uh, brought into the church? What was the process? Telling them, you know, that they needed God and basically they're wicked and this is the place to be, you know, and, you know, not straight out there wicked, but, you know, they need to be saved, which we do. Um, but not like that. When you say not like that. Not in the controlling way. Not in that. Not like that. Um, can you, and this is going to be hard to do, um, can you assume we don't know what you're talking about and you be, tell us as much detail as you can. When you say control, I think you're talking a lot of negative things and I like to hear as many details as you can recall about the control that Mother Anna exerted once she moved to Mexico. Well, just, she would just humiliate you. Um, it, and when I left, to me, it was like she, she always tried to keep everybody against each other. Like none of us three could ever really be close. Us three she, is who? I'm just, I'm just I'm saying like us, okay. the people that were there. She was like in the centers, like she wanted everybody to come to her and feel that she was the one that you could trust. 
and always keep everybody else at odds. And that was one way she kept her control. What was she like? I mean, when you see just like a likable, a normal woman. Was she know? intelligent? I mean, no. I mean, she didn't, she could come across as normal for a while. But if you be around her, you'll see, you know. But initially when I met her, I didn't think she had problems. No. What kind of problems did you eventually notice about her? The control, just mean, evil, um, hateful. Uh, you know, just unbelievably want to just tear people down and say and do evil, mean things, you know. Um, Tell us what some of those mean, uh, hateful things I'm, I'm going to use myself, like, with me. Um, just things like, we would have this thing, 5 o'clock prayer, supposed to be in the morning. So I'm half sleeping because I could sew. So I would make all the clothes, you know, because we all dressed a certain way. And then, um, you know, just would talk about you in front of, because, like, people would come from different places there, like rehabs, because my brother worked at a rehab. Okay. And, like, a lot of the different men and stuff would come, women too, but mostly men. And we supposed to be having prayer, and she would just go off. Then she was, Sister Lois is just this, and she's rebellious, and she's the devil, and she's a whore, and she, you know, just 5 o'clock in the morning. She, she just, talked about you like that uh -huh, in front of strangers. Uh-huh, and it's supposed to be a prayer, like a church service. Did she ever, uh, was she involved in any corporal punishment or uh, as part of the meanness? And the, yeah. Can you tell me about that, please? I mean, you know... Yeah, you get. I I got beat. How were you beat? Well, with like um, those orange outside cords, like you use to, for electricity for outside the orange ones. Extension cords. Mm-hmm. Those orange. Who would beat you? Those men, like that, would be um. Like whoever, you know, the, some of the guys from uh, that would be coming from the bridge house or whatever, you know. How would they know to beat you? She'd tell them. Anna would direct them to beat yeah. you. How frequently? Whenever she have, often she thought it needed to be done. In your case, how frequently was that? I mean, I can't, I mean, I'm sure it was, you know, it would be every week. And I mean, I'm sure I skipped some weeks, you know, then you may have every day. It just depends. Did that seem unusually cruel to you then? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And total strangers would beat you at her direction? Yeah. Was there an option of saying no to Anna at the House of Prayer? I guess when you... Uh, to, to me now, to sit here and tell y'all sounds ridiculous, like I'm lying or I don't consider myself a, a whatever, a deranged person, but that's what it sounds like telling this. Um, There's it, it, no rhyme or reason. You can't make sense of it. Um, and I guess because of the control, no one... Not even her own husband would come up against it. And, if, and then every now and then somebody might would try. But everybody else would band against them. Knowing all the time she's wrong. 
So it, she, she, I read a book after I got out trying to get some understanding by, I, I think his name is Watchman Nick Pigs in the Parlor and a Christian man. And he deals with people with that type of control spirit so strong, you know, and um, it, it helped me. But it's it's just like a, it's a control to just they will do anything to. I guess you got something out of dominating people and like breaking people, you know, it's like she wanted to see your will broken, you know. Is there any doubt in your mind? That it was Mother Anna making all these decisions, exerting all that control, and uh, directing others to administer this level of punishment and cruelty to human beings. You said, is there any doubt in any my mind? Any doubt in your mind? Oh, no. Because I saw everybody except her go through something. There was no one exempt. It was at her direction. Right. And people... Did not refuse her. No. And then, like, even, you know, like I said, at times, like, at the end, I got where when she would go to hit me or something, I would just pull away. I was tired of it. I couldn't take anymore. But even then, you didn't, because everybody else's minds was messed up, like mine's, you know, she did such a good job of keeping division amongst the people. You, you see what I'm saying? Yes. So... She was like a master at it. I want you to know that you are far from the first person we've interviewed that was at the House of Prayer. And your testimony that you've provided so far is extremely consistent with what we've heard from everyone else that lived there. Uh, you were not alone then and you're not alone now. How were the children treated? Terrible. Can you describe that? Um... I mean, a lot of the things that happened to the adults happened to the children. They would have to fast. They wouldn't eat. They would get beat. At whose direction? Anna. When you say fasting, what does that mean? Not eating and not drinking. For how long? Long as she say. I mean, I, I know for me, I can say I know how long. I know it would be like seven days. Seven days without water or food? Right. Was there any uh, other forms of punishment other than beatings and forced fastings? Yeah. Can you describe that? One I know was um, put you in a box. What is that? It's like a box. How big is the box? I guess it's maybe feel like maybe the size of this table. But it would be like, maybe about like this on the floor. Uh, let the record reflect that has put her hand about a foot or so above a, a, a small dining room table. Uh, was the box locked or how were people yeah. kept in the box? It had a lid on it with a lock. It locked. Was, the, was there more than one box or just one box? One box. Where was it located at the house? On a truck. On like a... You know, like those big 18-wheeler trucks, the, mm -hmm. the truck part, the metal part. The, the trailer part? The trailer part. It was on that. Was there any um, 
concern for the safety of the people that were put inside the box for days at a time with no food or water? Well, you mean was there no other people would be concerned, but you know, she would do it like the Lord showed her this need to be done, the Lord showed her this, the Lord showed her that. So this was at Anna's direction, mm -hmm. and it was for days at a time. Mm -hmm. And children as well as adults? Now I'm trying to think. Um, let, me, let me think now. Children. I, to be honest, right now, I don't remember. I know a child. I don't remember a child going in that particular box. But, well, there wasn't another box that I remember. I don't remember right now a child going in that box. Okay. How frequently would people be punished this way? Like I said, it just, it was random. It, you know, it just depended on, if she thought that what was needed, that's what would be done. When you said, uh, Anna said, the Lord showed me, uh, we have received testimony from other witnesses and uh, the witnesses have told us that they believed, and I want to ask you if you believe this, that when Anna spoke, it was as if it was the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about that? Well, she used to do this thing, and it started scares. Like, well, prophecy is in the Bible. I mean, I do believe that God can speak through people. You know, like, I believe God can speak through you now if He say, don't walk outside in the cold barefooted. You know, I believe that's God in you telling me that. But she would like change her voice like a man and speak. You know, she would actually change her voice. What would she say? And thus saith the Lord. You know, kind of like, like the Old Testament is written. Kind of speak like that. Can you give me an example? Thus saith like, the Lord, I got Like thus saith the Lord. Um, and then what would she say? Sister Lois is rebellious. You know, Sister Lois is such a, you know, whatever. Is that how she would mete out punishment? Well, sometimes, no, it was like, you say we would be praying or something, or we would be in a service, and her husband may would be up preaching, and she'd just start yanking, just start jumping. And then all of a sudden, this man voice would come from, oh, it's just scary thinking about it. Jesus Christ. She was yeah. very believable, wasn't she? Did you ever doubt her? Yeah, as time went on, yeah, I knew I, this wasn't this wasn't right. Yeah, but it's it's so weird. Even when your eyes come open, which it was years, but then it's such a it's such a a bondage. I guess that's the word. Um, you use the word controlling a lot. Yeah. Manipulating. Um, I guess after when I think about it, I just say, my God, she had to be a miserable woman to do the, you know, to be able to give out so much evil. What were the rules in the church if you became a church member? What was the rules? Yes. Did you, uh, were you allowed to leave whenever you felt like? Were you allowed no, to? No, no, no. What were the rules? Yeah, you just, you stayed there and you did what you was told. You worked, you worked a lot, you worked a lot. You went to 
church, you know, service, which was right there. We had church on Saturdays. You know, the women had to keep their hair covered all the time, long clothes, you know. You didn't wear your worldly clothes. Um, you ate, you know, like we cooked. And, you know. Were the men separated for the women? Were the children allowed free access? Well, the the men, yeah, they had a, like a place they stayed in, and the sisters stayed another place. And then the children, when they would be there, a lot of times the mothers didn't deal with them a whole lot. She did. Can you explain that? Like, yeah, they would like, in her room, she had like a little loft thing. I remember when you go in the door, it was like, you could walk up a ladder. It was like a little bed there, which if I remember, it was like it was over her closet. And like, I remember some of the children like would sleep up there, or she'd have them sleep on the floor, like a cot in her room. She would basically have them with her. They wouldn't be with the mothers. Were the, um, it sounds to me like you're saying the children were separated from their biological yeah, mothers. Yeah, right. Would it be safe to say that Adam made all of the decisions for these children oh, as yeah. their mother? Yeah. Yeah, you, the mother didn't, you had no more, if you were married or had children or whatever, you lost all that when you got there. That was one of the rules. Yeah, yes, okay, that was one of the rules. Were you allowed to go see regular doctors if you had an No, ailment? no, you'd pray God heal you, and and if you did, something happened, it was because you did something wrong. You sinned, and God was punishing you. And the children also were denied medical access? Yeah, yeah, they didn't. Who made all decisions about any kind of medical intervention there? I mean, any decision made, it was Anna that made it, whatever it was about. What if you worked outside the house of prayer? What happened to the money that you earned? It went to her. How do you know that? I used to work. What'd and you then do? I, I worked at Bridge House, a counselor. Okay. And what happened to your income? It, I didn't even see the check. She picked it up. How did she get away with that? I guess. I don't know. I hate to say we let her. I've heard the word brainwashed from several people that we've interviewed so far. Yeah. Does that sound familiar to you? Oh, yeah. How were you brainwashed? I think because she knew I was young, I was vulnerable. I really did have a desire to learn about God. I was, you know, and um, I think she, she took advantage of that. You know, and then by me not knowing a lot about God, I didn't want to do what was wrong. I didn't want to displease God. And... She used that to manipulate me. When she spoke, do you believe it was she spoke through God? Sometimes, especially in the beginning. You know, as years went on, I not as much, but initially I did. And then when I start to be confused, like, God, this, I don't, you know. For a long time, I was just confused. I was just torn. I was... Yeah, I guess brainwashed and just, um, 
Did you live in fear while you were there? Oh, yeah. What were you afraid of? Getting beat, being put in a box, being put out of the house, having to sleep wherever, in the chicken house or wherever. Can't come in to bathe or anything, just to clean and cook. You personally experienced all of this? Yes. Poor thing. How were marriages arranged? Were you allowed to have a boyfriend while you were there? No. You laugh when you yeah. said that. What, why? No. I mean, if she saw it was beneficial for you to marry somebody, that's, she would allow it. But other than that, no. So marriages were arranged by Anna, by not Anna. through the courts? Oh, no. Now, she arranged, it was beneficial to her for me to marry her father. How and old were you then? Maybe 23 or 24. And you came into the house of prayer when you were about how old? I was in my early 20s. Okay. I was only, I was there a few years. And how old was Anna's father uh, when you, uh, when Anna, did Anna ask you to marry him or how did that come about? It just kept, we just got married. She basically let him know that God told her that I was her father's wife. God told Anna that you were going to be her father's, father's wife. wife. How old was he then? About 60, in his mid-60s at least. What did you think about that then? I didn't. I just, I just went along with it. What kind of guy was he? He used to was a Muslim. His name was Joseph. Um, you know, he he knew his daughter had mental illness, but he was scared of her too because see, his wife had mental issues and his mother. How do you know that? He told me that his wife, Isaiah, got that from her mother. He said like he would come home and the mother and his mother would have just powder put all over them and sheets and stuff and she just did all kind of stuff and she was in mental institutions his wife do you know where well they lived in chicago well see when i married him i moved to detroit for a while with him so i don't know if she was in one in detroit or in chicago how did he treat you i mean he wasn't a mean man he wasn't. He was just a nice older man. Um, I didn't love him, you know, but he wasn't mean to me. No. How long did you stay married to him? Till he died. You remember approximately oh when he died? Oh, God. Um, it was a few years. I, I don't, it was a few years we were married. And then he died. Did you have any children with him? No, thank God. Have you been married since then? Yes, twice. I have five children. You have five children? Okay. Yeah, five right there. Well, I have seven with my two stepchildren. I married and had four by my first husband and one by my second. So I have five children now. Okay. I'd like to ask you um, about some children that live there because that's kind of what got Octavio and I involved um, in this. And I'll tell you how that came about. Um, after Christmas, um, I received a phone call from Anna's youngest daughter, uh, Mary Joy. And she was very concerned about a little boy 
that lived at the house of prayer that was called. The child to which they are referring here is Moses, the little boy that Anna called her own child, and who she continued to receive survivor benefits for until his 18th birthday, or until he would have been 18, even though he was dead by her hand for almost all of those years. You'll hear brief blank spots where they have redacted his name in the following audio. Can you tell me what you remember about him? I believe Sister Deborah, who lived in Chicago, said that some young girl had a baby and like gave the baby to Sister Deborah. Well, Sister Deborah, I don't know, her and, and Anna knew each other from Chicago. Okay. So, you know, I'm sure they're talking on the phone. Now, I don't know if knowing Anna, she told Sister Deborah to bring the baby down there. I'm calling her Sister Deborah, but her real name is something else. I, I don't think that's her real name. Okay. And um, so anyway, she came down there with the little boy. Do you remember how old the little boy was when he first came? Oh, he was little, like, um, if I had to say, I don't know, maybe he was two or three. I don't know, okay. a little boy. All right. What happened so when he was there? Um, who... Who raised him? Who took care of him? Anna. She took him like he was hers. <clears throat> she started saying that and like that he was her and Brother Jonah's child. You know. Uh, did you see that uh, Anna was pregnant and had... No, uh, she wasn't pregnant. She just, you know, her mind, she just wanted... That was her child, she said. That was her child. Because it seemed like bro, Jonah wanted a son something. But anyway, she was saying that was her boy. And it wasn't his real name. I don't remember his birth name. But that's the name she gave him. Okay. And uh, how was treated to your observation? Now, I remember he would like be in there on a pallet and stuff. And then everybody initially, you know, she, she could entice you. She didn't just lash out from the beginning. But um, I know after a while, whatever she said he did, he would start sleeping on that loft up there in the room. She, and she just started, he was neglected. He wasn't fed right and he wasn't treated right. He was in that room, be days and days. Um, in the loft? Sometimes in the loft, but or just in her room. Because she had a big room with a back, well, a deep, not such a big room, but then it had a back porch on it. Where she had like a, ref, a refrigerator and a stove and stuff. And I would go back there and just cook for her. Like I'd cook in the kitchen, but everybody else go back there and cook for her. And I would see him. And like he'd be laying on the pallet a lot, you know. What do you mean laying on a pallet? Like a little blankets, just some blankets on the floor. Okay. And he would be laying on that. Okay. And um, you said you thought he was malnourished? Well, he didn't, I, yeah, he didn't eat. She didn't feed him. He didn't eat right. He didn't eat properly. Do you no. know why? Because she wouldn't let him. I mean, I know there are times that I would give him, you know, I would just give him something and she would stop me and, you know, the Lord showed her, you know, whatever. And she know how to deal with him, you know. Do you think she was starving him? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say, yeah, he didn't eat like a child should eat. Not at all. At, you know, in that time, see, this woman, she was, 
like that. And then on the other hand, she would be, oh, just loving and just, oh, and yeah, just from one to the other. Was there any way to predict her? No, behavior? and that was part of the fear that you lived in. You don't know each day which, where she's at. If she's going to, oh, Sister Sharon's the time I'm the best thing, and just, oh, and then the next. You left that like that last night? Oh, yeah, put it in the box. You didn't, you didn't know, so you just stayed messed up all the time. Who enforced her rules? Whoever was there to do it. What did your father do there? What, what, what was his capacity? They called him Elder Adam. Okay. You know, she gave people titles, but they had no authority. Did you see your father frequently? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just uh, trying to figure out how she was able to enforce, you know, like, all right, put him in a box. Who would go put him in the box? It just depends. I mean, whoever, you like, my daddy worked, my brother worked, my Jonah worked. Now, Brady was there all the time. Who was Brady? Her brother. Okay. And Brady moved down with you. Mm -hmm. um, do you remember uh, what happened to no, I know. I know he wasn't doing good. He was, you know, sickly and just weak looking. I think the last time I seen that baby, he was on that log. By the little uh, stairs or the uh, ladder that you climbed? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happened to him? What were you told and by whom? I wasn't told anything. I mean, I knew something had happened to him bad. And How did you know? Because after a while, I never saw him again. Who did you talk to about that with? I don't, I don't remember really talking to anybody about it. I Even mean, your father? I don't remember asking him about it. And then... A lot of stuff we didn't talk about, you didn't want to talk, you know, it wasn't like, um, but I had forgot this, but last night when my brother called, I do remember this, that, um, there was a big place, and over there by the barn, it was a fire, we had like a can they would burn in, and that fire burned for days, looked like. What was it called? The burn can? Burn can? Yeah, like a burn can. And what's the significance of the fire burning for a couple of days to you? Because it never burnt that long before. Was uh, the extended uh, burning in the barrel, did it have anything to do with I've wondered. Do you recall if that um, burn occurred around the last time you saw him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You never had a conversation with anyone at House of Prayer about when you never saw him again? I mean, right now, to be honest, if I did, I don't remember. Okay. But I know a lot of stuff we just didn't, you know, we didn't sit around and talk about who got beat or, you know. Why not? Because, you, I mean, that's not 
Why not? I don't know. I guess because it was supposed to be God's will. It was supposed to be acceptable. And then, see, you don't... With Hannah, it's like... I don't I, We just didn't. I don't know why. It just wasn't like that. You just said God's will. Are you really saying now that it was Anna's will? Oh, yeah. That stuff was Anna's will. But you believed it was God's will. Yeah. Some of that stuff... You know, I believed it was God's will. At that time. Yeah. But as time went on, I began to see different. Okay. Was Jonah still alive around this time that disappeared? Yes. He was. Yes. I'd like to ask you about another child that lived there for a period of time. And his name was... Do you remember... Uh-huh. This is baby Luke. And that's not his given name, but... Also, the one that Anna gave him. Again, you're going to hear brief, blank moments when they are using his name. Um, how did or uh, come to House of Prayer? His mother, Priscilla. Is that her real name? I don't know. <laughs> she, we met her somewhere, and her and her mother started coming. Do you remember and, the mother's name? Oh, was it Gloria? Oh, okay. Priscilla. Well, mother? Uh, was Priscilla. Right. Uh, do you remember Priscilla's mother's name? I want to say Gloria. Maybe mm. not. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, but they came to stay at House of Prayer. Right. And she brought a son. Uh, so how old was he when he came to House He was of a little boy too. About how old? Uh, I feel like he was, I think he might have been older than he was, you know. He might, I don't know. He might not have. Okay. How he was, he was a little, he's, I'm talking like, like I got a little granddaughter now, four years old, so maybe they were like three. Okay. How was treated? In the beginning, it looked like decent, but as time went on, Priscilla didn't really have anything to do with him. Why that? is that? Because Anna took control. Total control. Total control. Did you observe, uh, or, um, Frequently at House of Prayer? I would see him. Once again, he would be in her room. Um, and see, she had times when, because that back porch, she you could you, to get to her room, you go through the house, the back. But then for that back, like where the stove was, there was a screen door. So sometimes I would have to come from outside straight to there and cook for her. I wouldn't go through her room. Okay. But I'm sure he was in there. Um, when you observed him uh, after the beginning, did he seem like he was well cared for? No. This, this, he went down to, they get skinny and weakly and, you know, just not like a child running and spirited and, you know, all of that. She took all of that out of him. How'd she do that? I guess with the, the not eating and, you know, the discipline and... What do you mean discipline? Now, with the children, I don't know if I done blocked it so far. I can't... I know it's just she would beat them. I can't, like, remember details exactly. I know she would beat them. I know they didn't eat. Were um, they ever confined to small spaces? Yeah. Yeah, they would be on that loft. And it was other, it was other places in that room. That what happened? Where they would be confined to. How do you know that? 
I guess I saw, I don't remember, I know it, I mean, I know that they would be on that loft, but I feel like it was somewhere else in that room where she would, they would have to stay. Okay. Was there like a hidden compartment or something? Yeah, there was one, it was one I know in that, um, like a little place between Mary Joy's room and the sanctuary was like a little closet space, it was like a trap door in the floor there, I think. And then it's another one somewhere in that house, too. How long did Mr. Um, stay at House of Prayer? Again, I don't expect you to remember, yeah. you know, exactly, but roughly. It, it was a while he was there. Not a long, long time, but it, I don't know. Like, not like I saw him grow up there, but I guess that could have been a year. could have been over a year. Okay. I don't a year know. or more? Yeah. Uh, what happened to him? They took him back to Puerto Rico. Who's there? Uh, Priscilla went. My daddy went. And the little boy. How do you know that? Because I remember them talking about it. And they, you know, I remember that, I remember that being talked about. Uh, who did you hear talk about it? I heard Anna. I know my daddy told me that he went over there and Priscilla. Do you know why they took him to Puerto Rico? Because I remember Anna one day was saying, God let her know that something about Luke, I don't know what it was she was saying, whatever, he need to be with his people, because he was getting like real small, he wasn't doing good, and like, he'll get the church in trouble, he'll be a reproach, he need to be with his people, you know, something. When you said they took him back to Puerto Rico, um... You, ha you got a certain look on your face. I want to call it a sarcastic look, but I, I don't think it was, it was meant as sarcasm. Mm -hmm. I, I got the impression that you didn't really believe that. I believe they took him back there, mm -hmm. but it was just so ridiculous to me. Why, I mean, was, why was it ridiculous to you? How, how are you going to take a child back? I, I mean... I don't believe, I believe they took him there because I taught my daddy. I'm trying to see, did I hear him? Yeah, he, yeah, they did take him to Puerto Rico. But it's so, I guess I'm like, how do you do that? How? Um, Why Puerto Rico? That's where he was from. His daddy is Puerto Rican. Okay. His daddy's Puerto Rican. And how do you know, other than you were told that they did that? Oh, that's, I don't have any proof. Just what Hannah said. Anna said it that day in church. And, you know, my daddy and Priscilla. So I, I always believed that's where they took him. Uh -huh. Um. And I never heard anything else about him after that. Did you know um, Brother and his sister And this is about Brother James and Baby Kay, the brother and sister, who were brought to the House of Prayer by their mother. Give us another name. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, she did call him. Yes, 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 yes. What do you remember about, uh, yeah, that's, remember his sister? Yeah, the little girl and his mother. 
Yeah. What do you recall about that family? They lived in Gainesville somewhere, and she came, and she brought her two children. He was a, he was, the girl was little, you know, like with, you know, little like them, maybe younger. Okay. But was, um, you know, he was a bigger boy. How were they treated at yeah, the house? terrible. Her? What do you mean? Yeah, he was beat. Um, now, I did see him. He was there long enough where I could see him grow some. Because when he came there, he was more, he was young. And he was still young when he left, but you could tell he was going to be a big man. Because mm -hmm. he was, you know, like, looked up. He was just a big, you know, a big boy. Yeah. He was a really a nice little boy. I used to, um... We had a Christian school there, and I used to teach in this school. And he was one of your students? Oh. How about his sister? She was too little. Okay. Do you know what happened to her? Because of abuse, she started having seizures, and Anna pretended like she was the girl's mother and took her to the doctor, and, and she died. She died? Mm -hmm. How do you know? They had a service for her. Where at? I believe it was there. She died in the hospital in Gainesville. Okay. You said um, she died um, because of abuse. Yeah. How do you know that? Because when, uh, you know, she wouldn't let her eat right and I believe up on that loft and and um I was in there one day and she um I don't remember details, I don't wanna lie. I, I, I don't know if I was only thing I remember I saw a little girl and like Hannah like Anna like she flipped because the girl wasn't breathing. So I started trying to breathe in her and um Every time I breathe in her, her little stomach would come out and snot come out her nose. But um, they took her to the hospital and that day. I want to think it was. Okay. And they put her on a machine, I believe. But she passed. And then Anna. And, but at the time, I don't know where the was. Maybe she had left. Right now, I can't, I don't remember, I can't tell you where the mother was. Okay. But Anna was in the hospital as if she was the child's mother. Because you know how they have the rocking chair that they give you? Mm -hmm. Anna was doing all of that. But the girl mother was around somewhere. I just don't remember where right now. Would it be safe to say that when... Uh, brought her two kids, uh, and uh, that Anna also um, became their mother as in other children. Yeah, didn't have anything to do with her children. She didn't have any say so over them at all. 
she didn't get to see him like she wanted. You know, they were just there then. If um, medications that could have saved um, that little girl's life had been withheld from her, who would have made that decision at the House of Prayer? Oh, Adam. Whatever happened to her brother? Um, let me see what happened to John. When I left, wait a minute. I think, I don't know if he left before, I don't remember. Did he leave before me or after me? When did you leave? And under what circumstances? I left in like maybe 90 maybe. Okay. Oh, yeah, 90 maybe. You said he was beat. Oh, yeah. Was he beat at the same level as the other children there or more? Or how would you describe it? It was all terrible. I mean... A lot. Yeah, he was beat a lot. At whose direction? Anna. How was he beat? Which uh, I I don't I don't remember if it was those orange cords with him or not. To be honest, I don't remember. When people were beat, both children and adults, how was it done? Was it done in private or? How, how, I guess it would be different. I know with me, I remember it would be like sometimes like on that back porch or on that back porch. I, I can't remember. It would be in the sanctuary Just or, or in Annie's room sometimes. In front of uh, individually or would it be other No, it would be other people there. How was she able to obtain that level of compliance? I guess what she the brainwashed and control and fear. It was a lot of fear. It was a lot of fear. What was the fear? Fear of a lot of fear of not pleasing God, but then fear of getting in trouble. And you, you know, you think you're grown, but. You know, fear of not pleasing God, fear of getting beat or put in the box or just humiliated, you, you know, just fear. And she was a real moody person. You know, you didn't know. So it was just fear. How did you decide to leave and how did you leave? Because I was 29 and I was going to be 30 like the next week. And I just remember I looked in the mirror that day and I said, well, I had start before I said, God, I'm going to be 30 years old. I said, I've gone through this for all my, all my 20s. And I was like, God, I know this is not your will. I know it's not your will. And, um, and I got where when she would grab me to hit me or to stuff, I start retaliating back. How did you retaliate? I would just hit her. You hit her? Or snatch her away. What would happen? She would look, she would just, oh my God, the, the devil is all in Sister Lois. She's just the devil and she's Jezebel and she's just, well, I'm not going to, yeah, I would hit her like push her maybe. Okay. Or just when she go to before and I would just come, I just stop doing that. So maybe not hit her, but would push her or I would pull myself away from You'd her. You'd resist. I would just resist. What would happen as a result of that? Well, a lot of times I would get beat. Or put in a box. 
and finally you had enough. Yeah. How'd you get away? I told my brother and my daddy I couldn't take it anymore. What did they say? Um, that they, you know, they would help me. What they do? From out of there. Um, got me a ticket. Where'd you go? I came to Mississippi. Okay. Why Mississippi? Well, my family was in New York, but even through all of that, I knew God was real. And I knew it wasn't fault in God. I had met some people here and I felt like they were sincere. And, um, I don't know if it was shame that I didn't want to go back to New York with my family. So I came here. They got me a ticket here. To this location? Columbia. Well, yeah. More like, um, Expos area. Yeah. What area? It's called Expos. Okay. In Mississippi? Mm-hmm. Do you remember, oh, you, left, you left in 1990? It was around then because my first son, I had him in 92. Okay. So I got married and yeah, so it was around 90. I was going to ask you if you knew um, what the conditions were of Anna finally leaving the house of prayer. Did, did you have any first-hand knowledge as to how or why, why that came about? Okay, say it again now. Do you know uh, what happened to Anna? After I left? Yes. I know she ended up going, well she, yeah, I know she ended up going to jail okay. for the little girl. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Um, but that was after you had left? Yeah, she put in that hot water stuff. And how did you find out about that? Um, my brother or my daddy, one of them told me. Okay. Um... I have heard that was castrated at Anna's direction at House of Prayer. Is that true? Yes, it is. What do you know about that? Um, mother. Anna married them. It wasn't legal. And something about... They, I guess they came together and they weren't supposed some I, I don't remember details but and it was wrong they were both grown people and she was using that scripture if your hand offend you you cut it off if your eye you pluck it out and she had like he was doomed and so he it was like out in one of those like a little small cabin and, uh, yeah, he about died out there. But he, he did, he cut himself. Do you recall Anna making those proclamations? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she would always find a scripture. So he, did he do it himself or did he have some assistance? I don't know if he had assistance. You said he almost died? Oh yeah, you know, just the, the bleeding, the infection, the infection, you know, it's terrible. Did he get medical treatment? No, not for a long time. And he just went down. I go out there. Uh, but um, what happened was, hmm, 
used to work like doing different stuff, getting things, and he met this man, Mr. Wallace, and uh, he saw the sh that he was in. I believe after the castration? After. But somehow, I believe it was through that man. And he got to a hospital. And of course, they wondered what happened. And I guess they made up some excuse. But he did get some medical attention. But it was a good while after that happened. What would you say to Mother Anna if she was sitting here today? I wish she wasn't such a hateful person. That she just hurt so many people. Do you think she should be arrested for what she did? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't right. But I know you gotta forgive people. Help with children. It was so unnecessary. It was so unnecessary. Messed up people's lives for years. Have you fully recovered? I think I have. I don't know. <laughs>